The following podcast details the curious circumstances surrounding the disappearance of four persons on Cape Cod during the summer and fall of 2012. You're listening to Last Known Communication. Hello and welcome back to Last Known Communication, the podcast where we discuss the mysterious disappearances on Cape Cod in the summer and fall of 2012. I'm Toby Riley and I'm here with my co-hosts, Matt Gisby and Peregrine. Today... We are discussing the final definitive disappearance in... We're there already? Yes, it's the fourth one. The final... Oh, it's not even the final countdown. It's just the final one. It's just the final one. Number four. It's the mysterious disappearance of Quill Patak. Quill lived in South Dennis with his boyfriend. What's his name? Vincent... Alton? Yes, Vincent Alton. Also known as Vince. Vinny. Or Vinny. Mm. I think he calls him Vince at one point. Uncle uh, Vinny's here with his new boyfriend. I don't think he's quite that old. No, they're also in their mid-twenties like everyone else was. Uncle Vinny's here with his new boyfriend. Vincent. Okay, that's a little younger. Yeah, those are, those are some fun letters. Q and V, Quill and Vincent. Anyways. Very quiv. Quiv. Yes, uh, Quill was a, he was an artist, so he did not, like, I'd say he didn't have a real job, but he didn't, like, go to work. Yeah, like, you, know, I get you up, don't have a real job, <laughs> we say, as we're filming a podcast. I support Quill and his freelance art, even if he is has been missing for nine years. Yeah, so he wait, also... Wait, uh, is his artwork still, like, around? Maybe there are hints, like the Declaration of Independence and National Treasure. Yeah, yeah maybe there's, like, ciphers in it. Slip We've it already dealt with ciphers. Ooh, I don't know if they'd return again. I don't think Quill was a code expert. No, he does not. He has, like, he doesn't even... I don't even think he labels it a postscript. There is a part... He, okay, so he has a journal entry. That's his little thing. Like, Clive's letter, but it's his journal entry. And there is a thing, like... You'll see. He doesn't use ciphers, though. We're cipherless. Mm. Oh, man. Only one reverse abash cipher. All right, yeah. so we have Quill, his Quill. boyfriend, Vincent, both in their 20s, so just around the same age range as we had before. Anything else that we need to know before we get into the big, juicy gossip? The hot, dripping goss? Yes, I guess I will note that he did... I said he had a journal entry, and he did journal regularly, so it wasn't like an out of, like, oh, why did he suddenly do this? It's like he had a journal, and this was just one of the entries in it, which we will get there, but... Uh, them artists and them feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, did Quill, was there, like, a sig- like a significant, like, in the... Like, was he all weird before he went missing? Yes, was there, like, a significant drop into bizarre writing in his journal Oh, like five? This? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, when they did look at it, it got a little bit weirder. Like, the one that, the journal entry I have, because I have one of them, is the one that st- stood out the most. Mm-hmm. But, like, a couple, because he, he didn't necessarily journal every day. He, j- he journaled most of the time, but, like, mm-hmm. he wasn't, like, a dear diary. Today I sat alone in my room. Like, he does say he sat alone in Today his room, but not like Today I a, painted pretty pictures of pretty birds outside my window. That's, that's my, uh... Quill impression. You know, know it's definitely an impression. <laughs> I can't, I can't state the accuracy because I did not meet Quill. Mac Gisby at your service, making fun of the dead, <laughs> or <laughs> excuse me, missing. I mean, he might not be dead. Sorry, he also might be a robot. What? Oh come on! As if we didn't bring this up the last. <laughs> I'm gonna elaborate that uh, after we get into what we need to get into, though. Yeah, let's talk All about right. Quill and. Him being weird. Awesome. Oh. Oh, we have the a timeline. Goss. A timeline. It's timeline time. This one is also significantly later than Matilda's case. It's in October. 
Uh, so I don't know what went on for the entire month of September, but Matilda, I don't have a case Matilda from Matilda went missing in August, right? Yeah, like so we have June, 17th. So we have June, July, August, October. Yes, we just skipped September. Okay. Obviously, That's when school starts anyway. Yeah, I was about to say, you can't take people when school's about to start. It's rude. It's rude, and you, they can say no. Yeah, you're going to mess with all those teacher schedules? Tisk tisk tisk. All of their attendance lists? I know. Where's Quill? I mean, they're also in their 20s. Yeah. So it's like, that's not really applicable. I don't know. Maybe there's like 22 and like a super, super senior. Mm. You know, I highly doubt it. It's okay. Okay. It's fine. Did Quill drop out of high school to become an artist? No, he finished high school. I don't know if he went to college or not. This is not information. Quill Patak. My Quill Patak. Anyways, I'm going to start the timeline because I said so. <laughs> On October 20th, 2012, clearly, Quill was last seen alive by his aforementioned boyfriend, Vincent, who leaves their shared house to go on a work trip. So clearly, Quill is not coming. But Quill was, you know, acting normal, which clearly, like, in the moment, he wasn't like, oh, my boyfriend hasn't been acting weird, so I'm going to leave. But in hindsight, he's like, well, he was acting fine last time I saw him, so I felt okay leaving him alone for the week. Because, yeah, you know, I'm, I just, I'm just leaving him at home where he also lives. He's not going to, like, mysteriously go missing when I'm gone. Quill stayed home being an artist, I guess, and going missing. But in hey, Vincent's pretty head... Pretty pictures of pretty birds outside <laughs> his window. In Vincent's head, Quill was having a swell time at home by himself. So if we were making a movie about these disappearances, we would see Vincent in like a vacation floral shirt like Mac is wearing right now. And it's like bump, ba-da-da-dum, bump, ba-da-dum. And then we cut to Quill and it's like, and that's him getting taken. So let's continue. Him in his deepest, darkest moments, just utterly disappearing while his boyfriend is on work vacation in floral shirt, sipping on like a coconut like a mimosa. Yeah, like a I'm, mimosa. I'm imagining a mimosa. Mimosa. Between October 20th and October 25th, Quill continued to be in contact with, you know, just the people in his life, like his friends, and with Vince. He was, you know, acting decently normal. And I mean, like, in hindsight, when they looked at some of his messages after they went, after he went missing, it's kind of like, oh, maybe that one is a little bit weird. But when you think that he's just, you know, chilling at home with his paintings, it doesn't look weird. But then when you have other evidence, it does. So, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Why is my boyfriend sending me cryptic messages about spaghetti? Spaghetti? spaghetti. Do you think spaghetti is behind all of this? Yes. New, you introducing know. a new challenger to the summer of 2012, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why I have this innate hatred for spaghetti. October 26th. Uh-oh. No one hears from Quill all day. That includes his friends, Um, if he has friends, because he's an artist and he's a recluse. Whoa, okay. So for someone in a band, you're doing a lot of bashing on artists. Sorry. Quill had friends. He's also just, his his boyfriend leaves for a week and he straight up doesn't leave the house ever. And then then Vincent comes back and he's gone. Imagine you leave your boyfriend for a week, or imagine you leave your significant other for a week, and you're expecting them to be there when you come home, and then they're not. Uh-oh. Isn't this depressing? Anyways, where'd he oh. go? All right. To the store. He'll be back. To the store. What happened on October 27th? He actually decided that uh, Vince and his relationship was not it. He did not want to be the male wife anymore, so he went out 
um, to New York to, you know, build... Um, Are you building a Hallmark movie? Can you please let me finish my film film? Okay, continue project. your Hallmark film. So um, he goes to New York. He goes to New York, and he he you know he's just inspired by the city and the the amount of life, and and he rents a studio apartment on like like maybe like the sixth floor of like a really like dingy apartment complex. And, you know, he just spends his time reflecting on him and Vince's uh, relationship and the pigeons flying in the air. Me? Uh, I moved to New York and I paid pretty pictures of the pretty pigeons flying in the city. Okay. Uh. All right, so what happens October 27th? Does anyone know? Vince comes home. <gasps> yeah. I started calling him Vince. I'm, I'm on nickname basis with Vincent Alton, by the way. Awesome. Even though he's, like, not around anymore. And he's here in the room with us. No, he's dead. He's still here in the room with us. Very true. He could be. <laughs> but he did actually die. So, uh, oh, anyways. Oh, oh. So Vincent comes home. And he's like, doop-a-doop-a-doop. Honey, I'm home. But there is no honey. Ooh. The bee's... Gone. I know he comes it's like back. Like the end of the B movie. <laughs> oh. He comes back with his floral shirt on, with like the um, mimosa still. And in you his just hand. hear. And then. And then he busts through the door, suitcase in hand, and says, "Quill, my darling, are you home?" And then all you hear is a cricket. Like maybe maybe mice scurrying. Yeah. That's the sound of the like the um, curtains in the window. Cause like whenever someone disappears, they always leave the window open, even if they didn't disappear through the window. So all you hear is just. Uh, like any concerned boyfriend, I would panic. So I don't know. Drops my mimosa, takes off my floral shirt, drops my suitcase, and I don't know, books it to the police station. Well, actually, first Vincent. Vince, Vincent, Vince, ask people that they both know, so mutual friends, if they'd heard from him recently. And when they said no, he's like, oh, no, that's concerning. Because when you're just one person and you don't hear from him, it's like, well, maybe he's just, like, busy today or something. So they weren't concerned until it was like, oh, God, no one's heard from him and he's not home. So then he did report him as missing. Yeah, so they reported him as missing. And then clearly when you say, oh, no, he went missing and last place he probably was was the house because no one saw him, like, on the street or anything. Then they checked his room and they found his journal, which later became evidence and... I have a thing. Awesome. Yeah, and Wait. there's more handwriting notes, but... Where was the journal discovered? It was just, like, on his desk. Oh, I, I just, that's a proper journal. Yeah, it was just, he was, he, like, he sits down, like, his nice, clean little wooden desk, and he's, like, time to write. Oh, so he's not a messy artist with, like, crumpled up paper, pieces of paper and, like, scattered, like, artwork everywhere? Well, I mean, he's messy, just not at his desk, I guess. I don't know. His little writing desk. Okay. This is where the thoughts come from, and therefore the thoughts have to be clean. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I well, speak from no experience. Well. And also notes, fun thing, fact. Even though no one heard from Quill on the 26th, so it was kind of like an, oh, well, maybe he went missing then. Unless he's a liar, his entry, the his last journal entry is dated on the 27th, so he was around, just like oh. he's not talking to anybody. I mean, that would make sense. Vincent got back in the early afternoon. Yes. Most of these disappearances have been late, like later at night, early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff that we have, that has a date to it. 
So, you know, could have been like an early morning stroll in the woods. So, like we already said, Quill Patak's last journal entry is dated on October 27th. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Quill Patak, more like Quill Patak my heart. <laughs> you do know this man has been not found. He is missing for like nine years. Presumed dead at this but point. Quill Patak, more like Quill Patak. Taken by the aliens. <laughs> I'm gonna read. Okay, so this last journal entry is dated on October 27th, 2012, like I said before, and it goes as so. I've been alone for seven days. Vincent left last week. I forget where he was going. All I remember is it was important. Unless maybe it wasn't has to be important if he left for seven days, left me all alone in our house. I don't mind. I like being alone. The quiet is nice. Vincent was nice too, but I've never seen our bedroom so quiet. I scarcely leave this room anymore. There isn't much of a reason to. There's no one else in the house with me. Even if there was, the light outside my window is more than enough company. It's so pretty. Have you seen it recently? The light showed up right after Vince left. I've never seen it before. Maybe I can only have one. If that were the case, I'm not sure which one I'd choose. It was a trouble at first. Kept me up at night. It's really bright. It always is. Even if I shut the blinds. They're not dark enough to block it out completely. I was annoyed for a while. Wanted it to go away. I think if the light left me now, I'd die. It's so pretty. It's brighter than anything I've ever seen before. It sits right outside the window, like it was meant for me, right at eye level and everything. It's not there all the time. It's the worst when it goes away. Those hours are longer than any of the other ones. It gets so dark. The bed feels emptier than usual. Feels like I can't see anything. It's torture. I'm scared that if I leave, it'll go away. If I take my eyes off it for too long, it'll be gone by the time I look up again. The only reason I'd ever leave is to chase the light. I wonder if I could touch it somehow. I wonder if it's as warm as it looks. I like to stand at the window and look at it. Makes me feel warm inside. It's like when Vince used to hold me before he left. Maybe it's better. Vince hasn't held me in a while. I wonder if anyone else can see it. I hope so. I wouldn't want to keep all the beauty to myself. The light really is perfection. I think I could stare at it forever. There it is. I see it. It's there, outside my window. Looks brighter than normal, almost blinding. I don't think I could stare at it as long as I want without hurting myself. Maybe it's worth it. I wish I could be the light. Then I could keep it forever, show it to everyone, show it to Vince. I miss him. I think he'd like the light, especially if it were me. He likes me. Maybe I'd know everything then, if I were the light. Like some kind of god. Wouldn't that be something? It keeps getting brighter. I've never seen it this bright before. Never seen it this big. It looks different. Maybe it'll swallow me. I think I want it to swallow me. Yes, I want it to swallow me, whole and intact. I dream of it. I've dreamed of it. If I never got consumed like that, I don't think I'd ever be happy. Not even Vince could fix it. 
Vince, I miss you. I love you so much. And if you see a light, don't think about it. Don't ever think about it. I never wanted this. I don't want this. So that's like a postscript sort of vibe. You he see just, the little didn't... twist of emotions there. Um, I think Quill should invest in some very good blackout curtains. No. Um, you know, I would, I would agree. However, I don't think that would... I don't know what would happen if that were to... What? Do you think it would just, like, phase through the window and be like... So manufactured intelligence. Hold on, call back. Do you think... What would happen if, like, one of these targeted people were blind? Uh, that would have been interesting. Maybe it tried to target blind people and it just didn't work and then they moved on. I mean, these are only... These are the four disappearances that are attributed to the light. There yes. could be other connections that weren't made simply because it wasn't as explicit Yes, again, like, I know even the light wasn't super explicit in Clive's case, but his was just more, his was kind of similar to this one, especially. Yeah. Uh, so they, they lump it in with the other three. But then the, there were, I mean, people, you know, like, not vanish all the time, but, you know, people go places. I don't know. Anyways, I wanted to say something about one of the parts in the this entry, because it, it kind of confused me for a minute when it got read, and then, and then I had to figure it out, so I'll specify. It's a... Uh, yeah, the light showed up right after Vince left. I've never seen it before. Maybe I can only have one. If that were the case, I'm not sure which one I'd choose. So it took me a second, and I'm like, oh, he's saying maybe he can only have Vince or the light, and he doesn't know which one he likes better. Yeah. It's, okay, my man Quill, he really needs to invest in three things. A body pillow. <laughs> Blackout <laughs> curtains and therapy. Whew. Maybe, but he got none of those things, and now he's gone, and his ex-boyfriend's dead. Anyways. Beware, kids. Get therapy before you get taken by the light. Yes. So the light, This, uh, I guess this case also provides the most insight into the light, probably, because uh, it wasn't very present in Clive's case explicitly. And then Matilda and Alicia both said something about it, but they were more of just like, I see something bright, and I think I need it. And then he was like, here's all this information. Because clearly also this, I can presume, this means that the light was there for a while. And he said it came up right after Vince left. So it was there like the whole week. He was just sitting there living with it. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. I said something in, back way, 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 way in episode one about how I thought Alicia was the only one who was, be like, able to see the light. And, you know, like, around, like, to her it was there, but to other people it wasn't. So I wonder if um, it's the same situation. Well, I don't know. But I wonder if it, that kind of thinking can be applied here where, like, Quill's seeing this light, but, like, his neighbors aren't. I mean, if if I was his neighbor and there was a blinding light at night in the street, I would be like, hey, can someone fix this? You know, and clearly he said it, it used to keep him up at night, like when it first showed up. So it's like a, if it was keeping him up at night, it probably would have kept other people on the street up too. Yeah, so I definitely think it's people, there's people chosen. I, I would say that these people have to be some form of lonely, but Alicia had a roommate. Well... This was, yeah, and she was even, she was trying to call her roommate, and her roommate didn't pick up. So even, okay, I'm going to run away with your little, I think, that like you he, Like, thing. dependency, all these people are dependent on someone. Yeah, so it's like, let's, yeah. Let's Which say, is why we have all the evidence. Well, yeah, not like, all the evidence. But yeah, but I know what you mean. Like, Alicia, even it's funny, kind of, that you say lonely, because then it made me think. <laughs> Alicia tried to call her roommate, and her roommate didn't pick up, and then the light showed up. So it wasn't until mm. after somebody, like, failed to answer her phone call, and then Clive lived alone, and he just... He lived alone. He wasn't really seeing a lot of people. I don't think yet. Quill was alone the whole week, and Matilda, I guess, was 
well, having issues, but it yeah. is, it's kind of, it's just a lot. There's a lot happening. Yeah, maybe it's, um, I, I, I'm going back to dependency. You know, we see, you know. We have Clive with his twin. Yeah. His twin sister. Yeah, and Alicia on um, her roommate. Or So I'm wondering, know. I'm wondering now, is it more about causing something to happen for the other people yeah, by like taking away this, like, pivotal person with with quill's entry that we just read uh mm-hmm. it very much seems like he was replacing vince with the light because vince wasn't there anymore because he let I me mean, he was going to come back but it's like i guess spending when you spend every day with someone and they go away for a whole week it's probably like a oh my god i like don't yeah. have this person right here next to me anymore when your boyfriend goes on a business trip with his floral shirt and mimosa and suitcase Expect the worst. He left with the mimosa before he even got to the yes. vacation place. No, 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 no. He brought his uh, mimosa drink, like uh, cup. Like the cup? Yeah. And just left the glass. It empty. Yes. He, oh. he left it. He packed it in. I don't think he could take that on airports, but this is this is no. just, this is. No. You can't is. take liquid on the planes. Mm. Can you bring glass? I don't think glass, so. I, mean, I guess if you wrapped it well enough and checked it, no one would know, but. Yeah. I can bring a shot Probably glass. not a good idea. Um, I mean, people buy shot glasses in places and they clearly have to get them home, so yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, like, I feel bad for Quill. Yeah, he was very, I guess, desperate yeah. for something. No. You were saying something early about something happening to Vincent after all of this. Yeah, uh, Vince got into a car accident in January of 2017, and he is Oof. no longer here. So yeah, uh, like, pretty much all the other. Like, related people are hypothetically still around now, unless I missed the news, but I don't think they're very important names to... Like, I'd have to really dig for that obituary. But Mm. Vincent was, like, when I went and looked at this case, it was, like, his boyfriend, who is now dead. Quill got the token. Thanks. (laughs) It makes me, like... I just feel, like, an emotion I cannot name when that is said. (laughs) Can I do it with anyone else? Alicia Cecil, uh, Matilda, point mistaken. <laughs> point Seta. Who is the second one? Oh my god, was it Clive August? Clive dead. Augustine was second. God, and he didn't even go missing in August. This is so sad. Wow. <laughs> kind of Getting back on track. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really like that, you know, the thing that we have going on with the loneliness or yes. like, you know, de- dependency. If I, because I'm still really kind of settled on my, oh, it's Android people. Sorry, guys. Uh, (laughs) But I just, you know, when I think of Android people, my mind doesn't go straight to emotions or like human, human feelings. I feel like a lot of the hypotheticals about Android people is about them like trying to mimic emotions or something, but they never get them quite right. Uncanny Valley, if you will. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I just... It's hard to do that, and uh, I don't know. There's something about the projected emotion put into the written state. Well, it's in everything, but it's a lot easier to under like to notice in the written stuff because you get postscripts where it's like, this is the actual emotion that I want to portray. This is me as a human being. Yes. This is me, like, actually how I'm feeling. And then there's this, this like, projected sort of emotion that is very one-sided and very oh you know i appreciate this like your propaganda e sort of thing i love me some propaganda i don't know where i was going with this i i 
I think I kind of know what you're getting at. Yeah, I was going to say something, and then I forgot. But it's like, oh, do we, like, we can't ever be sure that it was actually Clive and Quill writing. Yes, because even, again, both of them, I remember I talked a lot about handwriting, and when we talked about Clive's case, because his was always like, oh, his handwriting doesn't look like his, but then the postscript does. And with Quill's, it is, again, kind of the same thing, where his handwriting wasn't quite right. And even when they went back through pretty much all of his entries from that week, it, like, slowly got less and less like him until it was, like, barely recognizable, like, to, again, like, Vincent, who knows him, and the the beginning of the journal where it's clearly his handwriting, and then, again, the postscript is, oh, well, that is his handwriting. So then what was all this, then? I guess he was quite literally swallowed. Yeah, I was. was about to say, yeah, also, can we discuss the swallows? Yeah. Yeah, again, I guess, yeah, he got swallowed. Not swallows, like, the pretty birds that he was painting, but... You got swallowed the, again, yeah. And the he, pretty birds, the swallows in the air. Yeah, I don't know. He went missing from his house, also presumably. Like he saw the light out the window, and then he was suddenly gone. Or, hear me out. But he just went. The poof. light was outside his window. What yep. if he got out of his little desk chair, went down the hall, do 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 do. That's my footstep noises. Nobody saw him though. Um, but it's at night. Just give me, give me a second. Oh, yeah, give me a second. Okay. And he goes down the hallway. Do, 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 do. This is um, also their home. So it's not like there's anyone else. Guys, I'm getting to that part. Okay. You know, you know, he goes into the kitchen, goes around his island. I don't, I don't know where he lives. I don't know his house. And then he gets to his front door, opens the door. And there's Mr. Light himself with a little top hat. Steps out. And get swallowed by the light. No. <laughs> Just straight up no. <laughs> I beg to differ. Okay, then what's the your begging? Did the light come into his house? Light goes through the window, you know. It's light is, um, what's the word? It's but not. why would the light come in after, like, no, a week no. of staying outside? Uh, you gotta really, <laughs> you gotta really get the good stuff you really gotta like yeah, I, don't know, I guess prep it is the meal yeah they're really yeah i guess okay, you do have a point why did it why did it take so long but again also with clive and he you doesn't really have gotta all of marinate words. quill in all his emotions and then you slowly drain him out because the light doesn't like marinated meat yeah, what, what is it with this with like so Alicia went missing very abruptly. Well, Ali- I feel like Alicia was a victim of stir- circumstance. Yeah, she wasn't we, supposed think to be there. We all pretty much agree she was just she just happened to be in the wrong part of the woods at the wrong time of night. Maybe the light was trying to get where did Clive live? Uh Yarmouth. Because mm. I was about to say maybe the light was trying to get Clive and then well, Alicia it, stumbled into it. Because Quill, what's his name? Yeah, Quill. Quill lived in South Dennis, which is kinda close to that coffee shop. Well, it is in it, yeah. So oh oh, but like to Yarmouth, but that would to Village Coffee House. Yeah, yeah, um, which is where Alicia worked. If you that would be remember. absolutely months before this. Yeah, I I only said Clive because Clive, we came to the conclusion that Clive probably had a prior experience with the light. Yeah, because he was like, there's no again like with Quill, there's no thing that's written where it's like, I mm-hmm. keep seeing a light outside my window, but he was just acting strange for a while, and he did go out and see people in the weeks leading up to his disappearance. Yeah, well, Quill, Clive, did we, didn't we say he was a construction worker? Yes. yes. Yeah. Clive very well could have been in South Dennis at any point. Yeah. But, you know. My thing was that Clive, in like, 
increasingly became more paranoid in the weeks leading up to his disappearance, which is why I was like, oh, maybe this is a thing where it's like, oopsie-daisy, we accidentally took Alicia instead of Clive. Yeah, but it's just, I guess, the light is a thing that shows itself to people, I presume, intentionally. Mm -hmm. So then, like, oh, no, it's accidentally been exposed in the middle of the woods and there's someone here. I guess we just need to swallow them, too, wherever they go. So there's there's two... ways you can go about this you can be like the light is its own thing and the light has its own agenda or the light is controlled by something and that something that is controlling the light has its agenda now we just have to choose which one we want to believe like what you said is the light its own entity or is the light something controlled by other entities if if the light was its own entity we wouldn't see alicia being taken by circumstance alicia would have been targeted but it just doesn't feel like and then even when we go circumstance and targeted, it's like, I th- guess we agree. Quill was clearly, like, prepped for being taken. Whatever he's the prep is for, like, whatever the point of it is, like, there was buildup. And with Clive, there is, like, presumed buildup, but it's an educated guess, so I'm just going to say there was buildup. Uh, with Alicia, there was none. And with Matilda, it's, like, debatable. Matilda feels like something else was going on, but we couldn't get enough information on yeah, it. Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. like, there was the part where she had to leave, so it's like, well, did she leave just because of something else like you i know you were like oh maybe her and rowan were having a disagreement so oh they like, were definitely having a so disagreement like there's that or was it like an i need to go because there's something otherworldly like dra- dragging me out my front door essentially so that one that one's more of like huh it's like oh, it's a very gray area with that case in particular them july walks yeah don't go walking in july it's almost july don't go outside at two in the morning mm, i don't know man i i find it interesting how Quill makes, like, specific comments that he has to, like, remain whole even if he isn't the person who that he was when he gets swallowed because it's like, oh, so do you need, like, the actual bodies rather than, like, the mind? Because I know that Clive, we talked about, like, they needed the minds, the brains of the situation. Yeah. But it's like, do they just I, – I say they, but I'm just talking about, like, the entity that – did all this like does the light need bodies yeah is it bodies or minds yeah or is it both yeah or both because it is the last episode we will have our i guess final theories in a way so we always do final thoughts but these are like the final final thoughts because there are no more thoughts after this podcast ends i mean you can have all the thoughts you want anyways who wants their final final thoughts to go first i'll go first so i am very much of the opinion that this does have something to do with the emotional connection between our four victims and the four other people that we heard about who care so deeply for them, whether or not that is something where that emotional connection was strained before the disappearance, as we saw with Rowan and Matilda, or if it's something where it's like this emotional dependency, like Quill and Vincent. The only part that stands out to me about that is Alicia, simply because there is not that same like deep emotional connection between her and her roommate, although there is like this theme of dependency between Alicia and her roommate, where it's like, I needed you to be here for me, and you weren't here for me, therefore I can be exploited by a weird entity in the woods that is trying to take me far away somewhere. You know, um, sometimes it just happens. Yeah, it's sometimes more, it just happens, and right, that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I guess that's more, again, like her case seems circumstantial. It's more circumstantial dependency than, like, I have this long history of, oh, no. Okay, I'll go next, and I guess I will... Mac has been talking much about synthetic humans, 
And I, I guess that, you know, it makes more sense to me than other things or things that feel like cop-outs. It, it feels, especially the, the, as we were saying, the cases that feel more intentional, like it's something was, it's almost like it was, not that the light was made for them, but it also kind of like the light was made for them. It's it was made for, for a purpose for them, you know? Yes. So, yeah, again, I think, like someone said earlier, whether the intention was to hurt the taken people or the people they were taken from. I don't know. I'm just going to say that, actually, yeah, I'm going to say that the intention was to hurt the people they were taken from more than it was to hurt them. Because wherever they went, whether they needed to become a part of something, whether they just disappeared out of thin air and never had conscious thought again, whether they did have conscious thought but they're, you know, stuck in some weird limbo and they're still there, I feel like the intention was to, yeah, like, now, what was the first thing? Now Claire has to deal with the fact that her roommate's gone and maybe even she feels a part of the blame for it because she didn't pick up the phone that one time. And Clive's sister has to deal with the fact that her twin brother has gone missing and she has this letter that was addressed to her. So again, I don't know, again, more thing of like passing responsibility almost in a way. And then, yeah, Rowan, I'm sure, probably was not too happy that she, with herself mm. that she let Matilda leave that one night. Or again, Vincent leaving Quill all alone and then he disappeared. So I guess it feels like all of them... I'm sure had part of a guilt where it's like, oh, I let this happen, even if it's completely out of their control, it almost feels inevitable. So I'm just gonna go out on, uh, this is a, a very messily construed theory, but so are all of my thoughts. I think that it was not as intentional in all cases, but the intent of hurting someone was always there, whether it was the person that disappears or the people that cared about them. Thank you for incorporating me, Toby. But I have my own thoughts. And I, you know, I kind of stemming off my little theory and, you know, Toby's thoughts, if it were synthetic humans, what I was going off of, especially in the last episode, was like, oh, they're here for a purpose. And I said that purpose was like, oh, collecting data on like blah, 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 like humans and their interactions and their relationships, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. You're, you have the dependency yeah. and emotions and all but that. But who would need that? I'm just saying. Uh-huh. This <laughs> is going. I'm just, no, continue your thought. I'm just saying that it could be the government or our friendly green fellows from Mars. Why are they Aliens? green? Our friendly green fellows from Mars. Okay, so give me a moment here. Let me let me iron out everything that you just handed to me in a crumpled, wrinkled cold pile hey i don't be no, a hater let, let me don't let me iron it out let me iron it out so you just said that this emotional connection people need to study and figure it out and therefore this meant that someone needed information on humans and so you went with aliens well they probably don't have very much information yeah okay. i mean imagine okay. i okay. don't know if i was an alien being from like whatever like the goldilocks planet in space i would need information on earth which is you but know the relatable thing is, they don't but where's your explanation for why they need the information have you ever even met an alien what i'm serious what Max. What i'm serious <laughs> i'm I'm very Do you glad have an experience? An experience? I'm going I do. To I do. I do have an experience. You, you have, have, an, experience I do have an experience You have an experience with aliens and you didn't <laughs> think to bring it up in the three episodes before the one that we're doing right now. I didn't You're want you serious. to yell at me. Okay. But the thing is, the thing is, you could have used that to back yourself up and then I would have backed off, but you left it until now. So what's your experience, Mac? What's your experience with aliens? Oh. Um. You're not going to believe me, but. Just go with it. I want to see when what kind of wrinkly little mess falls out of your mouth. It was late at night. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I looked out my window and I saw a ball of light in the woods. So you're <laughs> basically just stealing Quill Patak's whole no, story. No, it's a real experience. It's a real experience. Yes, I. It was like right, right when we moved in, so like maybe 2012. But like, so it, hold on. You're <laughs> saying that you hid this thing that almost ties into the light, and you only revealed it right now. Where I'm saying that aliens is the least imaginable possible. It's ending. not like I had this weird attraction to it. I'm like, oh, in the light to me, poor little like what, ten year old me going outside. You would have been like eight. Eight, eight-year-old me? Eight-year-old you sitting and staring at a light. Here's the thing. It is way more plausible that I'm going to throw this stool that I have under my seat out this window, open the window, get out, crawl out through this giant pile of leaves, which has just been left there for, like, years. Crunchy. Run, they're crunchy. So you can hear me crunching and munching outside the window. And so I run across the main parking lot. I take a left right near the flagpole. I just start going off on Station Avenue Road. I keep running, and I never come back. It is not possible that aliens decide, oh, right now is the best possible time for us to touch down on Earth and steal one of these three people who has been talking about all these disappearances. Do you even think they had the technology to get in un? discovered and come onto Cape Cod of all places Cape Cod do you think that someone would do that they have they probably have people here just watching out do you know about the old Air Force Base yeah. you know about the old Air Force yeah, Base Mac I, do. I don't think that aliens could have punctured through the little foggy atmosphere of Earth and decide to land on good old Cape Cod in the year of 2012 last known communication this has been this it. is this is the last known communication is, that i will ha- be having with mac this is uh thank you for tuning into the fourth episode of last known communication if you listen to all of them thank you for listening to all of them and if you haven't listened to all of them why are you here go listen to the other ones because they're very important we talked a lot about everything all at once uh, so this um, has been the fourth episode uh bye bye quilpa talk and also bye bye to all of you and it was totally aliens it was totally aliens i see you've been listening to last known communication a production of dy media one and the dennis yarmouth regional high school broadcast technology class this podcast is created by writer and producer toby riley voice credit goes to eleanor sears avery bolts and toby riley Last Known Communication is a work of fiction and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any similarity to persons living, dead, or missing is purely coincidental, so do not investigate them on your own. You may not like what you find.